beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. It just lets us know that the Lord is there to lead us. It may, he may not always lead us to what we want. I know I don't want to go to early service, but you know the Lord might just lead me there one day if I have something else to do. And we're like sheep to God, and he cares about us, and that's why he's there to lead us. And we see throughout the Bible, God's referred to as shepherd. In Isaiah 40, verse 11, it reads, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. The shepherd in the time of Israel was one of the lowest jobs, and I think this verse shows just how God was willing to step down to our level and just to be there to care for us. The words my and is, I think, are also very important. It says the Lord is my shepherd, meaning like individuality. He cares for each one of us. And if we say Lord is my shepherd, there's no doubt he is our shepherd. And the second part of verse 1, I shall not want. It's pretty straightforward. It could mean the Lord is all we need, or with the Lord, we shouldn't want anything else. But I think it's kind of a mixture of both. I think with the Lord, we should just be satisfied with what we have and not just really be searching for anything else. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I think this verse really just tells us he cares and comforts us. And sheep are known to be foolish animals which I think some of us can be foolish sometimes. I know <laughs> I've been before. And just shows that we need God. And I saw, I was doing some research, and there was a study that showed sheep wouldn't go to sleep if there were four reasons, there's four reasons that kept them from going to sleep. There's fear, friction, it's like disagreements between the sheep. There's flies and famine. Just flies like things that are bothering them. And I think that's the same for us. If we have fear if we're scared of something or scared of stuff that are, that's around us we won't go to sleep but I think God's always there if we need to pray or just we can always talk to him if we're scared of something and then friction I think we like are arguing with each other in the church I think there's a time when we can talk to each other and just resolve stuff so that we can just clear our heads and have a good night's rest and then flies, just anything in the world bothering us. Maybe you forgot, made a bad grade on a test, or you missed something at work. But I think God's just always there to guide us in the right direction. I think we can always pray to him and just ask for guidance. In verse 3, he restores my soul. And he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And the word restores in the Hebrew language could have also meant um, repent to someone that has repented or being converted. I think that's interesting saying he converted my soul or he changed my soul. And it also says that he leads us in the paths of righteousness, which means he, God is leading us in the way that is morally correct or the way that is morally right, the way that we should be acting. And then he leaves us for his name's sake. God has done all this for us. He stepped down to the lowest of the low, and he's leading us and being one of us. And we should live for his name's sake and 
live as an example to show who God is and show correctly what he represents. I think what we need to ask ourselves is, is the Lord our shepherd? If the Lord is our shepherd, then all of these things are true. But if he's not our shepherd, then none of these are true. And we need to get right with God. We will be singing number 533, I am a sheep. I am a sheep and the Lord is my shepherd. Watching over my soul, my soul to keep guarding over me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23, verse 4. The valley of the shadow of death can represent many things. It can represent trials, temptations, or just the world in general. Even though we face many trials, we can turn to God for refuge and hope through all of them. We can look at Job for an example. Throughout the entire book of Job, we can see all the things that Satan throws at Job to turn him away from God. Even through all of that, Job trusted in God, so in the end, God blessed him. 
When we walk through the world and face all the temptations of it, we can turn to God. If we follow God and turn to him, we will be blessed. And instead of having worldly um, pleasures as richness, like with riches and things like that, as Job did, he also got a reward as going to heaven with God. And if we do what Job did and stay with God, we will get to go to heaven as well. We'll be singing number 71, As the Deer. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. Prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23, 5 and 6. Psalms 23 is one of the better known Psalms of David, and it's personally one of my favorites. But these two verses stick out to me because even though David had a rough past, he still had faith that God would bless him throughout the rest of his life. And God did bless him. He blessed David with a kingdom, strength to overcome his enemies, and a son to rule his kingdom after him. While we're on this subject, how many blessings do you have? Obviously, you can't count how many you have, but you know that God blesses you in your everyday life. You have a house to rest in, you have the car to get here and other places, etc. Does everyone remember the song, Count Your Many Blessings? 
There's a reason we have this in our songbooks. It's to remind us how God blesses us in our everyday lives. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 reads, And God is able to bless you abundantly, that always having sufficiently in all things may abound to every good work. The apostles and Jesus preached that we should go out and help others come to Christ and help them get to heaven. Jesus and the apostles are also examples of this idea of blessings making great things. They were blessed by God to preach to the multitudes of people. Even though they had lowly jobs, such as fishermen and tax collectors, God still called them to do incredible things. God blessed David, Jesus, and the apostles, and they did amazing things. So we should do amazing things for God as well. Man, I can't tell you how awesome it is uh, every time that I see these kids doing, doing this great stuff. Uh, it's just so encouraging. Glad that y'all are all here tonight. Uh, I'm going to change it up just a little bit. I'm going to go to Psalm 51. We just got back from Evangelism University in Savannah, Tennessee. And uh, we talked a lot about this verse. And I wanted to share a little bit about something that I heard there that really uh, hit me the right way. And so I thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, it starts in Psalm 51. In Psalm 51, we see a repentant person. We see someone who is, who real, he, he says he recognizes his sin. Uh, he says that he recognizes his sin, and then he says, I have sinned against you and you alone only. And then he goes on later on and he says, Please deliver me from the blood guiltiness, O God, or O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. And that's in verses 14 and 15. And then in verse 16, he says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. And this, this little topic right here where he says, talks about the, the, that he's not pleased with a sacrifice or a burnt offering. I think that's something that we don't really understand, maybe. Uh, but what he is essentially saying is, I could just offer a burnt offering and get this forgiveness of sin, or the, not the but, but this, this forgiveness here, and I could just offer up a sacrifice, but God, I know that you want more from me. I know sometimes whenever we find ourselves in sin, and we, we find ourselves living in sin, and, and we like to just kind of say, well, God forgives for our sins, and then we go on. But what needs to happen is that we need to not just ask for forgiveness and hope that that blood covers those sins, but we may need to make those changes. We need to change our heart. And then, and then David goes on and he says that he, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And right now I'd like to give all of you this opportunity here. The opportunity to make your spirit right with God. Maybe you found yourself in that little area where you're just saying, God, forgive me of my sins, Christ's name, amen. And that's where you leave it, but you're not making those changes, those necessary changes. And that needs to happen. And we can follow David's example here, and we can go through with what he says. He says, create in me a clean heart, make things right with me, make things better with me. I don't want just forgiveness. I want to be right in your eyes. I want to be right with you. So at this time, if you have any need whatsoever, uh, maybe you've decided, maybe you are a Christian and, and you'd like to come forward and, and make things right with God, or maybe you're not a Christian, you'd like to be baptized, to so put on Christ in baptism. There's no better time to do that than right now as we stand and as we sing this song.
We'll be singing song number 902, Nothing But the Blood, 902. <coughs> what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We're grateful y'all are here, and there's going to be food here in a little bit, but there's going to be something better before then. Are you in a suit and tie? CRA's done this to you. Mac, did you, Mr. Ramsey, are you making him do this as part of the, I don't even know who he is. Okay, so here in a moment after the closing song and a closing prayer, we're going to ask the, the, those who have kids back there and the classes to go back and get them, bring them in here. That's going to give the chorus time uh, to be able to get up here and get settled. And, and I want to settle this once and for all because everybody stares at each other and goes, what should we do? And what you should do is, if you feel so inclined and you think these young people are any good at all, applaud every song, okay? Don't wait till the end. That annoys me. I mean, they're, they're sitting there going, these people hate us. And then at the end, we love them. No, they need to know this all along the way. So after every song, or if there's something like, if you're just looking at Ashley and you just go, I want to applaud her, you just go ahead and applaud her. You just do whatever you want. But, but between each song, you're more than welcome. Make them know that you appreciate what they're doing because there's work behind this and you know it. And also Gary, too, because he's a good guy, too. He needs that kind of affirmation. So remember that when it comes, because everybody stares and wonders, what should we do, what's appropriate? That's what's appropriate, uh, applause after each song. And we're glad you're here. We're grateful you come our way and your parents are with us. We're grateful, and we hope that you walk away going, that's the most hospitable church in the entire world I've ever been to. And you, have you ever been to a crock pot potluck? Well, this is your first. Mark down this date and this place, okay, because this is going to be great. When the mealtime comes, our guests go first. So if I w walk in there and see any Valley View people getting in front of, you know, the CRA chorus, man, it's going to be pounding and the sermon's going to be twice as long next Sunday. I'm telling you right now. Okay. So be, what's the closing song? 808. 808. If you need a songbook, it's on the slide. We're grateful you're here.
If you've not had an opportunity to partake of the Lord's Supper, it's prepared for you. Just exit out those back doors and you'll be instructed on where to go. Uh, but if you will, open up to 808 or follow along in the slides. Let's sing. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and Earth's vain shadows fall In life, in death, O Lord, abide. 